Well, good morning, everyone. My name's Brian, and today is Thursday, October 26, 2023, and this is episode three, 554 of the Lots Project Podcast, where we're defying norms and designing freedom. Today's episode is titled Making the Most of Live Events, What I Wish I Knew. Today, I'll be talking about just that, tips and strategies to get the most out of live in-person events. Uh, mainly focused around lessons learned from the last three SRFs, but I did attend a lot of networking events uh, a long time ago in a prior in a prior life. I don't want to say in a different life, but in a prior work life. So uh, taking experiences from that and SRF and uh, bringing me some tips that I've figured out so maybe they can help you. But first, let's grab a cup of coffee, catch up with what's going on, and have a little chat. We will dive into that topic in just a little bit. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hey, Pip, how we doing? Good luck today on the trial. Um, Gingerbread, hope everything goes well, and uh, at least everything is uh, finished. It's never finished. It's never, ever finished, but uh, finished enough today. Morning, Chris Dixon. How we doing? Thanks for joining. Coworker number four. Thanks for logging in this morning. And uh, oh, Pip's on the work computer. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Thought we had another coworker number four. I know we had one uh, a few a few months ago. But uh, morning, Hunter and MSU Rifle. Thanks for joining in. Ah. Ethiopian with just a touch of uh, light Peruvian in it. I think I had um, about three quarters of a, of a French press worth of um, Ethiopian and uh, topped it off with that light Peruvian. And I like it. I like it. Brian, note that. Three quarters Ethiopian, one quarter light Peruvian. It's a winner. It's a winner. Um. James says bad news is better than not getting any answers. Yes, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Coworker number four is off. Oh no, Pip is going to be busy, busy. Coworker number four is off for a few days. Huh. All right. Well, what do I have on the coffee chat for today? Uh first thing is I um I wanted to give an update on uh, the composting toilet. If you followed the show for long enough. You know that we have gone up and down with it. We we absolutely love it, uh, first of all. The issues we've had weren't ever going to um, deter us from using it long term. We we love it and uh, and prefer it to prefer it to uh, I guess it would be indoor plumbing. Um, regular flush toilets uh it, it, we like the the convenience of it we like or the convenience the the cleanliness of it uh you think that's a little backwards but it, it just seems like it stays cleaner um it well i guess because it gets taken apart and wiped down every now 10 days we did have a little trouble with um when to change it like how to get on a schedule how long to go between changes and we had some other issues with functionality and things like that. So once we pounded those out, I just, um, it's been really nice for, um, it's been really nice for the last couple months where we've gotten into the proper emptying schedule. We've stuck to it. It's easy and um, it makes life so much easier that we changed a little extra. And then this morning I actually was looking up, we just recently ordered uh, more cocoa core. That is our, our substrate that we use in it. And I just got some in the mail and I was curious. I was like, okay, so now that we've drawn back to 10 days, changing it every 10 days instead of every 14 days, what's the cost for a year? Uh, Multiplied it out this morning, did the did the math, and it looks like it's right around, I think it was $138 a year, $140 a year uh, for the substrate to go into the toilet. Now, I was like, holy crap, that's, uh, that's a lot of money for crap. Uh, then I thought about 
water sewer bill. I thought about um, septic maintenance long-term if you had a septic system. I thought about all the things that go with it. Uh, the fact that I'm not having to find dump stations to dump black water if I went with just a regular old black water system in the in the camper. At some point, we would be paying to dump our black water. And I, I think it's definitely worth it. I think it's definitely worth it. Corey and I now both um, both like it. Chris Dixon says, it, is it generic cocoa core or specialized? It's just um, compressed. Uh, we buy the compressed bricks. Uh, it's Cocoa Bliss by Plantonics is what we get. It's not specialized. I'm sure I could get it cheaper. This is, uh, I like this because it's um, the one, the brick is the right size to fill it when I'm changing it. I think I could probably find something a little smaller that would fill a little less, give us a little longer time to in between changes. This just seems like it, um, it fills it the right amount. Uh, it was what uh, it was what was recommended when we got the toilet. It actually came with one, I believe. Um, and so it just it's what we went with. And I can get it in a 10 in a 10 pack from Amazon. It's delivered to my door and it's just a it's just a plain old um, cocoa core. You can use all sorts of other substrates if we didn't want to spend the hundred and forty dollars. I am. Um, I am definitely, definitely able to use anything else. Leaves, really anything that you would put in a in a compost pile, you could use. But, um, but yeah, I like the ten pack getting it in. Um, so you soak it, soak it first. Well, soak it, not really. Um, I go the fast route. I got a tub that I put it in, and then I take uh, and warm up water in the teapot and slowly, slowly pour it over it and it expands out and then I break it up, uh, get it to a decent uh, moisture level. I let it sit outside for a little while. It'll absorb that moisture. Um, let it sit in the sun. If it gets too wet, it'll, it'll kind of dry out. And then when it goes into the toilet, there's a constant, um, there's a constant uh, fan running that's drawing air through that and it just wicks the moisture off it. And then as you add toilet paper, or whatever, it, it absorbs the moisture. So, um hunter asks how many rolls do you have for shortage toilet paper rolls um depends on when grocery day is <laughs> uh we try to keep we try to keep some stashed away here and there some stashed away in different places so we don't use the emergency stuff we have extra in totes oh corey's got extra in totes hidden away so we have we have a lot <laughs> stored away as toilet paper uh as far as the cocoa core down to about um two two ish uh before i order from amazon and uh, yeah just like in an outhouse exact it's exactly like an outhouse um <laughs> keep some in your pocket <laughs> good morning greenberry grove how we doing thanks for swinging in um yeah we keep Keep a decent amount of cocoa core on hand for uh, toilet replacement. Like I said, it's uh, or toilet change. Like I said, it's uh, every ten days. So, um, man, if I gotta if I gotta get it from Amazon, I usually have it at least be able to get it in during that cycle. I haven't seen where all of it's ever been out of stock. I don't uh, knock on wood; it's never. But uh, I've I've seen. Um, like the five pack be out, the three pack be out, the the ten pack be out, but they uh, they have it, it in so many different package sizes and things like that. So we will see, we will see. Good morning, Digger. Thanks for joining us, everybody that's swinging in on YouTube. Hit those likes, hit that thumbs up, and uh, be sure you're subscribed. And come back tomorrow for sure. We got forty five thousand uh, satoshis we're giving away. And that's something on my coffee list, too, that I want to talk about is uh, looks like Bitcoin's kind of stabilized right between that 34 and 35,000. As I mentioned this, I'm sure it'll just dive through the floor and uh, drop back down. But uh, yeah, been ping ponging back and forth between 34, 35,000 the last couple of days. That's nice. Uh, was uh, alerted to the fact that it is probably that BlackRock ETF that's uh, that's sliding through. 
I saw ARK had a spot ETF that's listed now, maybe. Not ARK, the, the cryptocurrency, ARK, the financial company. I saw something about that. And uh, so that's nice. That's nice. Stick around tomorrow. If we get 15 people in, we can give away that 45,000 Satoshis. And it could go to you. Anybody that's on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter can comment with the magic hashtag that I will uh, I will reveal in the morning. So um, James says that ETF will skyrocket <laughs> the value. Yeah, yeah, it should. It should. Um, it should. <laughs> and uh, I I'm getting I'm getting my uh, my Blockstream Jade content around and ready guys i i apologize for the delay it's been uh been super hectic super super hectic around um around these parts with srf i'm taking off tomorrow for a couple day consult out in north carolina and um yeah busy busy i i was able to get in touch with a, a fabrication guy from srf to do um to at least put together some plans for the biochar project so I've been spinning on that and working on that, getting getting my ideas on paper enough that I can convey it to someone that actually has the skill to build it um, and making sure that he understands what I'm looking for so he can draw something up, bring it back to me. I can look at it, say, yeah, that is actually what I'm looking for. And this is how to um, this is how we would put it together or this is how you would be able to put it together because you know what you're doing. And then we'll get a cost and we'll see where we go from there. Maybe it's cost prohibitive. Um, maybe it's not. Uh, Chris says he's been under a rock. What state are we in? We are in Tennessee, uh, right on the, basically on the border between middle and West Tennessee, right on the uh, Tennessee river in the Southern part of the state, probably. I think we're like a hundred miles from the southern border, so not a bad area, not a bad right, um, right close to where Tim has his property. We're about, we are about twenty five minutes from Toolman Tim's delinquent gully, so that's where we are going to sit down for probably the winter. We're going to see what the winter is like here. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's good. Good morning, Oklahoma Chicken Cam. How are we doing this morning? Thanks for swinging in. James says, uh, wow, my little bit of Bitcoin can afford coffee again. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's one thing I'm 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 letting people know. So as the price of Bitcoin goes up and as we get these jumps and they they should, I'm hoping, accelerate. I'm I uh, I'm not predicting that by any means, but just watching things and and the way it's kind of bounced around if we get into a bull run we might get some significant increases you might open your wallet and go holy crap that's worth a little bit more than i'm comfortable with on my phone uh that's where uh that's where one of these hardware wallets comes in in handy uh i'm 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 bumping that up the priority list to get some content done because you want to feel comfortable holding what you have. And if you've been stacking, if you've been diligently stacking sats or plugging away DCA and Bitcoin while it's been low here, while it's been sub 30 and your your stack is just kind of slowly growing, slowly growing and you're watching the value go up, that's great. That's just like a savings account. But now when the value of your um, Bitcoin goes up, now you've just leveraged that and multiplied it and it, it goes up a lot faster than you would assume. So when you see that balance and you are uncomfortable with um, the fact that you're just carrying it around on your phone, there are options to secure that a little bit more. <laughs> MSU Rifle says way less than 100 miles. Not sure Tennessee is 100 miles north to south. Okay, um, an hour. How about that? I think we're an hour from Mississippi. Are we an hour from Mississippi when we looked? 40 minutes? I don't remember. I don't remember, guys. <laughs> I haven't gone that direction. I haven't gone that from uh, direction. Uh, Hunter dropped a link. Uh, priced in Bitcoin21.com landing. Is that... Um, is that kind of a commodity-based reference on what the price of uh, Bitcoin is? Like, what is worth um, 
how much everything's worth in Bitcoin? Or is that uh, like a price predictor? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, um, anybody that was wondering, anybody that's looking for an update, no hives last night. We 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 uh, made it through a night last night. If you didn't join us yesterday, uh, Corey broke out in these weird mystery hives uh, two nights ago. Last night, uh, no hives, no hives, no Benadryl needed, no midnight uh, lights shining in Brian's eyes and him trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Uh, everything was good, just in case anybody was wondering. And then uh, one last thing I had, I know we're running a little long here on the, um, on the coffee talk. Oh, hold on before I go there. Uh, Hunter says that, that site's like a reference for milk, ground beef, gas, things like that. Hey, Scrambling, when you're listening to the replay here, um, www.pricedinbitcoin21.com slash landing is your index that uh, that we tried to get rolling way back when I was still in Minnesota when we were doing the Bitcoin to beef uh, F-150. And I don't remember what the other uh, what the other marker was. But uh, yeah, there's your there's your price index that we were talking about back then and then actually recently in the last couple of days we were talking about it um if we're talking about it based on if bitcoin was looked at as a commodity or a currency yeah brian and i have some interesting economic discussions so yeah there you go uh but one last thing one last thing on my list was last night uh, Corey and i watched a interesting movie interesting movie for sure <laughs> we both kind of looked at each other at the end and went what did you think and uh, we were both kind of confused a little bit. But uh, the Mandela effect on Prime, I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know uh, if you know anything about it. But it was interesting. It was interesting to not give the whole story away. Uh, it goes into a gentleman that got obsessed with the Mandela effect. And uh, once he learned about it, he went down the, the rabbit hole of uh, parallel universes, quantum physics, um simulation theory and all things like that and you can only imagine what the mainstream uh entertainment media made him look like uh but yeah interesting movie interesting movie some it it, it spurs some interesting thoughts um after the fact for me at least since i've kind of dived i've dove into things like that so check that out uh it's it, i'm not saying it's going to win an oscar or anything it's not even really that great but the theories and the thoughts in it and uh the possibilities are interest interesting uh yeah bearstein bears uh looney tunes uh what else was on there uh i don't think they talked about fruit of the loom but he talked about a bunch he talked about uh a bunch so check it out check it out if you have amazon prime it is on prime for you right now all you have to do is go check out uh the mandela effect on on um on prime yeah there we go anyway let's uh let's get rolling into the topic for the day uh one of the events i'll be talking about today is the self-reliance festival i've been talking about it for the last couple weeks and uh, and hinting at it for about the last six months is when we kicked off the 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 marketing for it and let you get uh, get your tickets early so you could plan on coming but i have attended this festival three times i'll be returning for sure it, it was fantastic uh, again and um just so productive but um if you're curious what the live presentations are like there or when you listen to my list down here and you realize that I may be advising you not to sit and watch every single minute of all the presentations, uh, you can check them out. You can check out digital replays. You can find them. You can find the SRF's digital pass that you can get that provides replays of the event. The link is in the video description. It's in the audio description. If you want to check out what the events were or the presentations were that uh, that were on the main stage, I believe that it was all the main stage presentations, maybe some of the, the side stage presentations that were on the digital pass. I am not for sure. I have not looked through the whole thing, but you can find that at the link in the video notes and the audio notes. Pick that up and uh, 
and uh, check it out. Check it out what you missed and uh, and what you could be what you could be checking out come uh, spring SRF or next fall SRF. So anyway, with that, let's get on to it. Uh, the ways to make the most of live events. Now, what I'm talking about here is uh, anything from a networking event, uh, like a business brunch, uh, a business brunch networking event, a BNI. I, I joined BNI a long time ago when I was starting my own business, uh, serving legal papers, uh, networked with a lot of people there, uh, always been kind of that serial entrepreneur and trying to get my name for whatever I'm doing spread around. Uh, one of the greatest ways to do that is at networking events. So yes, attended a lot of those back in the day, was not very good at it, was never satisfied with the returns I had on the time. But I still went because that's what everybody said. You got to go network. You got to go network. Well, as I quit that, <coughs> excuse me, I kept going through life. Um, now I'm going to these different types of events. <clears throat> these SRF is like um, no event that I've ever been to. Self-Reliance Festival, if you're listening and you don't know what SRF is. Self-Reliance Festival here in Camden, Tennessee is very unlike any event I've ever been to. But the principles still are the same. The event kind of goes down. There is um, two days of, of presentations. There's multiple presentations going on at one time. Uh, it's almost like uh, what I think of when I, I remember small music festivals I go to. You have your main stage, you have the side stage, um, you have an agenda that you get before you go. And you have to make decisions. You have to make decisions up front. You can't watch all the presentations at the same time because there's at least two going on, possibly three going on at any time. Uh, Dixon, Chris Dixon says, networking is hard when you kind of dislike other human contact. Yes, yes. Except when those other humans are a lot like you. And most of them also dislike human contact. You have to find the right event to go to. You really, really have to find the right event to go to. And that is that is where I was kind of leading into here is SRF is, is a lot of like-minded people. A lot of like-minded people for sure. Um, so when you're there and you start talking to people, you realize you don't agree on everything. You're never gonna agree on with everybody on any everything. Hopefully you don't. Hopefully you have some original thought. But the, the, the comfortable nature of talking with almost everyone at our SRF for me is that there's some common thread of, of, of common interest. And it, it really makes it makes conversing with people better. James says, I can fish cable and install RJ45 jacks. Does that count? Ha! Ha! Man, if you, come to, if you come to the divorce trial with stuff like that, you will win for sure because the judge will just be giggling the whole day, my man. Um, anyway, SRF, like I was saying, is unlike any event I've ever been to. It's a combination of information, um, multiple presentations at, at one time all day for two days, vendors everywhere um quality vendors that are are geared towards the the mindset of people that are there you're having um medical preparedness you're having uh homesteading products you're having biochar leather goods we had a whole booth full of uh of my community there um food and uh, drink and and dogs <laughs> it was it's fantastic but I've learned some things over the three times I've attended. And as I'm being immersed in this and I'm learning how to make the most of this event, I'm realizing that all of these tips probably would have helped me back when I was going to the BNI events, the business networking events. It probably would have helped me as a bartender, if it was a side gig and I was trying to build my own thing and making ends meet while I was bartending, trying to meet and network people, 
meet and network with people, these things would have helped me then. So. Um. <laughs> uh, let me go here. Let me go. Let me go here. So here's my list. Here's my list. The first thing that I think can be super helpful, and uh, I didn't really, really know I needed this until the the second time we went. And then I really saw the benefit of it this time with Kyle coming, and I was able to be um, this person for him. When Kyle showed up, I could see he was nervous. And I remembered first SRF, I watched every presentation. I sat under that tent. I wanted to make sure I watched every presentation. The second one, I told Corey going in, I needed to meet more people. I needed to talk to people. This is the whole reason we're here. Uh, yes, the presentations are great, but we need to, I need to meet people. I need to talk to people. Corey, knowing that, forced me to do that. Not quite as much as, as, as probably could have. But as much as she needed to, she pushed me to talk to people. She pushed me to talk to people I was nervous to talk to. She pushed me to talk to people I didn't even know I needed to talk to. Um, having that partner, having that person that's with you that when you look at somebody and they see you look at them or they know that you want to talk to them, they can push you to do it. Walking up and introducing yourself to someone, especially when you're nervous or um, or fanboying out or starstruck or whatever you want to call it, uh, meeting people that um, that you look up to, that uh, that you've listened to, that don't know you, having someone go up with you, having someone stand, um, having people. St someone stand there and uh, and be by your side makes it a ton easier, especially if they're outgoing or they already know the person. That's a great introduction tech uh, tip, actually, is if you know somebody that's going that knows everybody, uh, partner up with them. They'll be able to introduce you, start those conversations and make it way easier than just cold walking up to people. But don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of just going up and, and cold talking to people when you're at an event like this. People expect it. You don't realize that people are expecting to be talked to. Weird. Uh, Rachel says, I skipped uh, a, few a few talks to meet people and listeners, and it was worth it even though I wanted to be in the talk so badly. Yeah, I did too, until I realized that I could get the digital replay. Until I realized when you start talking with the speakers that these these presentations aren't a one and done normally. I shouldn't say ever. Um, they change. They differ a little bit. But I found that the majority of the people that speak at multiple events, they they cycle through their presentations. They're similar. They're uh, same topic, uh, same bullet points, different stories, things like that. The information, the actual information you are going to get at the event, although it is more impactful while you're there, is available. It's available. If it's a podcaster, they probably have talked about it on their podcast, the same information. If they're not a podcaster, a replay of the event, um, seeing them speak somewhere else. Maybe you, you've caught this presentation at a different event. Um, it's out there. The thing that isn't out there when you go home are all the people that are there that you get to talk to in person. So when I weigh finding the, the, the value, I pick my speakers. I pick the speakers that it doesn't matter what they're going to say. I pick the speakers that are going to motivate my ass. I go and listen to John Willis. It doesn't matter what John Willis has to say. It doesn't matter the words coming out of his mouth. He motivates me. And I'm saying he might motivate you. He might not. He might piss you off and you might never want to listen to him. He motivates me. He gets my mind going. It doesn't matter what he says. These are the speakers that I pick out. The ones that, that are going to kick me in the ass. Or the person that I'm probably never going to see speak again like a joel salatin i really was glad i kept i, I grabbed part of his speech because i don't think joel recycles his 
um, since we saw him take notes and uh, and really roll, roll the outline uh, prior to it, observed him in the crowd. Uh, but just seeing people like that speak. The first time I went and Jack Spierko was speaking, the, he was probably one of the main reasons I was at the event. Um, not to see him, uh, <laughs> not to see him, but uh, because of what he had done to impact my life. So I really wanted to see him speak. Uh, so pick those few. I'm not saying skip all the presentations and network the whole time. Pick a few, but understand that you don't have to see every single one. Because you'll drive yourself nuts and you won't meet anybody. You'll be glued to your chair. You'll give yourself an excuse not to wander around and talk to people. And maybe that's what you want. But that's not the value of that. You might as well sit. You might as well get the digital pass. Save the money traveling there. Save the hotel room. Save the camping. Save all the, the, the hoops to jump through. And buy the digital pass and watch it at home. If that's what you're going for is to watch the presentations. Not to be blunt, but that's really how it works. Uh, good morning, Backwoods Butcher. Thank you. Um, I don't think I'm frozen. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, Backwoods Butcher says he's late. That's cool. We were talking about you earlier. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, so the first thing was find a partner. Have the confidence to go up and talk to people, even if you're not confident. Uh, people want to talk to you. People want to understand um who you are people are going there to intend to talk to people uh backwards says i think your speech was the only one i watched fully thank you thank you i appreciate that i appreciate it for sure and find that partner have the confidence and then look at that schedule make a plan make a plan uh set your alarms in your phone and say i am i am talking to people for this hour I am talking to people for this two hours, and then I'm going to sit down and watch this presentation. Or I'm going to talk to people for an hour, and then I need to walk around and decompress for a minute, or head back to my tent, head to the car, do something to get away. But plan it out. Make a plan um, and use that agenda. Um, let me see. I'm trying to uh, to look my notes here. Um be willing to say hello to people. Just hello. Just hello. I, um, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that more connections are made just by saying hello and passing. You see somebody, they smile, you say hello. Maybe you don't talk about that. Maybe you don't talk then, but you also now have a warm, a warm contact with them to walk up later and be like, Hey, how's it going? I passed you earlier. I wanted to say something, but I was on my way somewhere or you look busy or whatever, but you've already made that initial contact of hello. <laughs> Backwood says, is that what we did? Made a plan. I had a plan, dude. I had a plan. You threw a, you threw a wrench in my plan, but, uh, it was okay. It was okay. I think we made the most of the event and, uh, and that's all that matters. So be willing to say hello. Uh, have something to say. Have something to say um, when you meet people. So really determine why you're networking there. Really determine what you're trying to get across what point you're trying to give your elevator speech you've heard people talk elevator speech and this is really important at a networking event that you're going to like a business networking event you're going to network for your business uh, srf is a unique situation where i think i would say 80 80 of the people there are trying to do something uh, whether it's build a homestead, build a YouTube channel, a podcast, uh, some sort of content, a small business, something, everybody there is motivated. They're trying to be more self-reliant. You know, well, you have to come up with money and uh, being self-reliant, you're not uh, you're not really looking for a J-O-B. Uh, you're trying to get out of it. So you're trying to build something. So I would say a large majority of people there are are 
are trying to connect with others to help build something that they're trying to achieve. Make your elevator pitch. Give, give yourself the one to two minutes. Give yourself the one to two minutes of, of, um, of your speech in the mirror, in the car, on your way to whatever you're doing. Um, practice it. Write it out. Think about it. You only have to do it really once and, and then adjust from there. Uh, it's not like you need to do it for every new event unless you're pitching something new every new event. But really summarize who you are, uh, who you're looking to connect with, why you're looking to connect with them, and how you can bring value to the person you're talking to. And if you hit those four things in a minute to two minutes and you can get it out smoothly, you don't stumble over it, you're not thinking about, well, huh, what should I tell this person? It makes it a lot easier and a lot more confident to walk up to somebody that you're nervous to talk to to begin with, and it just rattles out. I told Kyle when he was starting his presentation, he looked, he didn't look nervous, but I could tell he had a little bit of, he had a little bit of butterflies going on. I think I could be wrong, Kyle. Uh, maybe you were cool as a, cool as a cucumber, but it felt like you, uh, you were ready to, um, you wanted to get going. You wanted to, uh, you wanted to get over the nerves a little bit. And I looked at him, I said, you've done it a million times. You've cut a pig up. Probably not a million times. Kyle, I don't think you've cut up a million pigs, but let's say a hundred thousand times. The muscle memory is there. You know what you're doing. You wouldn't have to talk your way through it. You could probably do it um, while talking on the phone, while watching TV, while doing something else. Just talk about what you were doing. Let your let your repetition guide you through what you need to do and talk about it the same goes for when you meet somebody when you meet somebody and you're trying to connect with them have that muscle memory that brain memory of giving your elevator speech stick your hand out and say hey i'm brian from the lots project i'm helping people make a little extra money off the property they already have Maybe there's another sentence to it. Maybe there's not. But introduce yourself. Have that Have that in your head. Have the common questions that people ask. And this was a tip for uh, doing great interviews, being a great interviewer or interviewee, is have the common questions that people ask about. Have the answers practiced. Ask yourself the questions every day and answer them to yourself. When people are like, well, how do you do that? And I say, well, I help people start up comfrey side hustles by selling roots and uh, crown cuttings and other products made from this awesome plant. I also teach them about hosting campers on their extra land with hip camp. I mean, things like that. So they just roll off your tongue. So when you're nervous, when you're intimidated and and when you're meeting all these new people, you don't have to think about it. You practice it. It rolls off your tongue. Um, Kyle says you're not wrong. And then I never stop talking for for two days. Yes. Yes. That's how it goes. Um, Gingerbread Farm says Toastmasters is great training. Yes. Toastmasters is great training. Um also, of doing events like uh, Chamber of Commerce, Rotary Club, anything like that, uh, where you're getting together with people, practicing talking. Anytime you do it more, when you're talking to people, trying to convey your message, it works. It works. It it builds that confidence. So that is uh, that's another thing is prepare what you're going to say. Uh, it makes it a lot less mentally draining when you're not having to try to come up with half of the stuff you're already saying. When you have these little things that you've practiced, an introduction, an elevator pitch, um, the answers to common questions already in your head, you're saving that brain power to listen to people, to digest what they're saying, to take in and really match the name the face with what their elevator pitch is and man when you get two people that know what information they're trying to convey 
when they both you can tell these they've they've just met a million people or they've practiced what they're doing and they've met no one when you see those people talk you can tell there's a connection there you can tell that they're both digesting what the other person is saying because they're not having to think about what they're saying um <laughs> gingerbread says that's what happens when introverts start talking they don't stop until it's all out yes or until they're exhausted <laughs> until they're exhausted um but yeah being able to focus that that uh, brain power on internalizing what the other person's saying helps you remember them it helps you um it helps you process them uh better now one thing that I didn't do this time that I saw the tip. Um, it might've been right after we might've been discussing it. I don't remember, but it came from, uh, it sounds like it came from an old sales technique. Uh, when I mentioned it in my group on telegram that, uh, basically ask the person that you're talking with to let you record them for five seconds and say, give me your name. Give me your uh, give me your business and uh, your tagline or just come up with three things that are going to help you trigger your memory. This is for you. Um, you're not posting it. You're not uh, you're not um, you're not showing anybody. It's all for you to remember the people you meet. So if I have a, a 50, if I meet 50 people and I'm trying to remember them all, I got a pretty good memory. I, I try. I, I do well remembering things um not necessarily names uh, i could remember drinks like uh, nobody's business i couldn't remember other odd things about people uh having that video to go back and say oh that's kyle he's the backwoods butcher he did the pig demonstration oh that's pip he's from florida he does the duction cup things and uh he was selling jeep parts that's Toolman tim who doesn't know him? Like you can go through your video after the fact and relive all those interactions and still, and make those connections stronger in your head, giving people, um, or, uh, another thing to help remember people that I've found. And it's, um, it's what I used to do when I would wait tables, um, and bartend was I would pick something out about them. They would never know. They would never know. It might be a green hat. It might be a funny mustache. It might be a floral shirt. But I associate people with visuals. I then associate any oddities in their order um, with Tim. Cool man, Tim. He's Canadian, <laughs> as Kyle says. Uh, but I would associate their order, anything odd about their order, I knew the menu like the back of my hand. So if they ordered something off the menu, it was no problem. But when they started being specific, like, oh, I don't want any mayo. I don't want any tomato, add extra onion. I'm looking for things to associate that with them. With them. Uh, Gingerbread says, I give everyone nicknames. Yes, I have a nicknames for uh, most, most people that they will never know. Ever. Ever. Um, that's for me and my fucked up brain and how my brain works. But finding something specific to remember about people. And it's nothing bad. It's nothing bad. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's how I remember people. Hunter says, I don't want to know. Like a lot of the times, man, it isn't even anything about the person. It just happens to be something going on with me when I met you or when I interacted with you or um, something that stuck out. And it might not even be anything, anything to do with you. It could be what was going on along with you. Um, that's just kind of how my thing rolled. That's that what says mine's big sexy. Oh, well, I did tell you that. I mean, what else am I supposed to whisper in your ear? Uh, <laughs> all right. Find something to remember people by. The video technique, I really want to, I want to try that. Um I want to try that because I think I would do really well with that, uh, a review. And I think it would really be set in like being able to go back. Uh, I've seen a lot of people, they've used notepads. Uh, <laughs> Hunter, Hunter Dallas doesn't know coffee and likes to go comfrey. 
<laughs> it would be more it would be more with uh more like hunter the guy that the guy that watches on twitch <laughs> you were my first um you were my first consistent twitch um twitch uh viewer hunter <laughs> so that's what that's what you got. You don't get to kill Cobb for your BF Folgers guy. So sorry. Um, Pip says I used to link customers by their cars. Now that I'm not on the service drive, I can't remember shit. Uh, dude, I I um, amazing stories. Amazing stories of remembering people's drinks after not seeing them for a year. Couldn't tell you their name. Never, never could have told you their name, but able to remember their drink to a face was what i did um i trained myself to do that so hunter says twitch is four seconds faster than youtube <laughs> oh man so another thing i was going to say uh, instead of the video kyle says he's going to go with a notebook yeah a notebook in your pocket like the old school um assignment notepad um, yeah, no one's going to care if you pull it out and take a note while you're talking to them. No one's going to care. They're going to probably appreciate it. The fact that you found them, their information value enough, valuable enough to remember them. Um, and if you don't feel comfortable doing it right in front of them, walk away, uh, walk away for a minute before you talk to the next person and jot it down. Uh, that is one thing that uh, the video is, is kind of um, is the new notepad. And I think people are, I don't know. I don't know how the reaction will be of it. I, I can see a lot of people being like, no way. And you have to convince them. And I don't know if you spend more time convincing them or, uh, or if it would just go smooth. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. James, no one's going to care if you pull it out. I mean, depends on what festival you're at, I guess. Depends on what festival. Uh, so definitely record some way, whether video, uh, on paper, in your brain. Uh, in your brain's tough, I'll tell you. I got a pretty good memory when it comes to things like that. And um, I'm missing a bunch of people. I know I am. If you're listening to this and you talk to me at SRF, and we haven't connected yet. Uh, either you didn't email me because I gave you a card and said email me because I probably won't be able to remember everything. Please email me. I do want to talk to you. Um, or if I told you I was going to get a hold of you and I haven't, I don't think there was any of those that I promised to get a hold of. Um, but send me an email. Reach out on Telegram. Uh, I apologize. I was not prepared this time to follow through and to uh to make sure i remembered everybody <coughs> um gingerbread farm said kids will take pictures for contacts now so i think it's acceptable yeah i think it's becoming more acceptable i think especially if you preface it with this isn't for public use this is just for my memory um <laughs> oh no i'm sorry guys uh kyle says um kyle said he was in john willis's live last night congratulations thanks for listening to me on that and uh we were talking about the skulls and that's a whole nother story um that's a whole nother story about the skulls but it sounds like he wished you would have found him and he was going to show you a bunch more <laughs> that's funny. Sorry, guys, uh, listeners, that, that's kind of an inside thing between Kyle and I, and I don't know how much he wants that old. Chris Dixon has a great uh, a tip there. Uh, have a notebook in your, in your pocket for those people that do say no to the video so you can at least get, uh, get that mental trigger when you leave. Um, have, uh, have some ways for people to immediately contact or uh or give you their contact information one of the other things that i was thinking about and we've um <laughs> how many grizzlies do you 
uh, um, run the whole thing, uh, puts it all together with her team. Uh, but she's she's at the top. Um, it's uh, <laughs> oh, two, sorry. <laughs> uh, Nicole. And I, Tim, some other people were shooting around ideas. I can't remember where it came from. But uh, having lanyards for people uh, that that maybe they can uh, custom order if they're a presenter or vendor, maybe it comes with their booth or doing the presentation. Maybe people can order them for, uh, for general admittance. But having a QR code to your website, having your name, your bio, your handles, uh, things like that. One of the things that 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 online really throws into the mix is screen names uh, and people having screen names different than their names, uh, trying to put all those together, having a way to connect those, having a way for people to scan your thing and go and get on your email list or get to your website and bookmark it. Things like that would be great. Um, if you're going to an event and they're not going to be there, make your own, use a printer, make out a little card, get your website on there, get your picture on there, get what you're doing on there and wear it around your neck. It'll make, uh, it'll make life better, uh, for sure. Kyle says we didn't figure out we were supposed to write our names on the lanyard till midday on Sunday. Yeah. There was a blank spot on the bottom of our ticket lanyards. Uh, and, and then we, we realized on Sunday that, uh, the blank spot was so you could put your name uh, or your last name. Oh no. Now Hunter's headsets acting up. I think, um, I think my connection might be a little wonky this morning. It doesn't look too bad. Um, Dixon Way says, even a pick of a business card is great info. Yes, yes. And that's something, too. Like, if you can put it in your lanyard, um, you can put your um, <laughs> put your la- put your business card in your lanyard. Uh, Dixon Way says, QR codes are awesome, but for God's sake, keep your shit up to date. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> all right i gotta tell kyle's story he brought it up again so uh when you're a speaker or presenter at srf there's a, a green room basically it's upstairs at john's uh, facility there up in his private quarters uh and to say john is eclectic is uh an understatement he's a very 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 big um very big collector of oddities from from everywhere. So Tim, Toolman Tim, uh, told he, he told us that he would take us up, show us around a little bit on Sunday morning. Uh, I hadn't been up there, and um, I was curious what it looked like. Corey was, uh, Kyle and his wife Nicole were curious. So Tim was like, "Yeah, let's go up there. Let's go up there." Uh, probably isn't anybody hanging around. We went upstairs. We were looking at all the cool shit up there. And my God, I thought John had a collection that you could see downstairs. <laughs> you go upstairs and oh, my God, we were just kind of geeking out. Uh, all of a sudden, um, Nicole brings in Joel Salatin. Joel Salatin comes up. He's like looking around. He's amazed <laughs> looking around at all the different stuff. And Kyle, uh, like a little kid, uh, is like pointing and giggling. And um, I get it. It's his, it's one of his idols for sure. Uh, so Kyle's milling around kind of behind Joel, nervous about talking to him, wants to say hi. I'm kind of standing off to the side watching this go down. And uh, I was going to see if he was going to say hi. Well, John Willis, um, man, he when he knows what he needs to do, the man is 100% focused. I've seen it a couple different times being at his place when the festival isn't going on. Um, you can tell when he has something he's focused on, he is laser focused. It's probably why he is so, so uh, productive. Well, John needed to meet Joel and 
give them a tour around. And man, when you, I can understand when Joel Salatin comes to your, your facility and you're going to tour him around your homestead, um, you want to be on your game. So as Kyle was milling about behind Joel Salatin, trying to get the balls up to go talk to him, uh, here comes John in, in full on intense John mode, uh, walking over, he's getting ready to introduce himself to, um, (laughs) to Joel and here's Kyle standing next to John Willis going, hey, John, is that a grizzly? <laughs> is that a grizzly skull? How many How many grizzlies do you have? John, without skipping a beat, looking at him, he just says, two. <laughs> kind of like, get the fuck away from me. I got some shit to do. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. You just ruined Kyle's networking forever. Kyle, Kyle just got uh, Kyle just got brushed off like I've I had never seen before. Kyle walks over to me and goes, "Yeah, I think John's really uh, really focused on meeting Joel." It was it was good. Uh, John went and talked to talked to Joel. Kyle eventually got to uh, got to meet Joel and talk to him for a minute. Uh, meet John and everything was good, but it was um, it was definitely an interesting. Uh, interesting dynamic uh, in that room and observing the mentality of people and uh, and knowing how productive they are. It was, it was really interesting to see John on uh, focus mode. It was great. It was great. And Kyle, uh, Kyle was like, yeah, I get it. I get it for sure. So that was good. Uh, Rachel says, Oh, I get it. I lingered at the next table staring at Joel. He finally asked my name. Awesome. Awesome. It was an interesting experience. Kyle says it was funny. Yeah, it was um in the moment it was uh it was pretty intense. But yeah, John's upstairs is is phenomenal. So if you ever get a chance to present at SRF or get a chance to sneak upstairs at John's, um, I would do it with permission for sure. But uh check it out. It's uh it's really cool collection. Uh, yeah, we uh, Kyle says I understood completely and pushed everyone out of the room. Yeah, we all kind of congregated to the other side and let them have their time because that's why they were there. Um, let me see if there's anything else. <laughs> Let's see. I have three things left here and I got a minute or so. I just uh, want to hit them. Uh, bring value to the conversation. Have something. You are valuable no matter if you think you are or not. Uh, whether you have a business, a side hustle, or just a uh, um, some a hobby that you're interested in, bring value to the conversation. Think about it beforehand. Think about uh, what what you can bring to the conversation, uh, and uh, it's okay if you don't think it's good enough. It is. It is. Uh, but just have something to talk about. Have something. Prepare a little bit. Uh, prepare yourself for these events. Set goals for uh, the amount of people that you want to talk to, that you want to meet. Uh, I I had the pleasure of taking part in uh, Toolman Tim's goal setting this year. He was able to order, I think it was 100 patches, specialized patches. I have it right here, actually. Let me grab it. It is a Toolman Tim uh, 2023 workshop. Dated, bought 100 of those, and his goal was to shake hands and hand this patch to 100 different people in the year. He ran out before SRF. So he went to enough events and he set the goal. He set a broad goal for the year. Set a goal for your event uh, of how many people you want to talk to, how many people you want to in- interact with, and and uh, and hit that or uh, strive to hit it. Um <laughs> Kyle says, uh, oh, yeah, and they're glow in the dark, by the way. Awesome patches. Super cool idea, and I really appreciated it. Um, and the last one is have fun, smile, don't be miserable, put your shit out, put whatever worries you have away for the time you're there. Smile, have fun, enjoy yourself. It's always easier to walk up to somebody that's smiling, smiling. You can tell they're having a good time uh, and they're ready to talk to people. So Definitely have a good time and enjoy the atmosphere. Don't freak out or be worried. 
finding that partner is a great thing because you can talk to them uh, during the day and tell them what's going on and if you're struggling or you need to get away. So, yeah, guys, that was a list. Uh, we're right up here on an hour, so I'm not going to go back and swing through them. I appreciate all the input from the live audience. Again, tomorrow you're going to want to show up if we can get 15 people to enter the 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 satoshi giveaway will be giving away forty-five thousand satoshis and uh that's starting to look pretty decent for a friday morning giveaway so definitely show up tomorrow you can do that um like always uh participate in the live comments and be on um youtube facebook twitch and twitter 6 a.m central uh monday through friday tomorrow friday being the the satoshi giveaway if you enjoy the content, please consider sharing it with others. You can find a post about it, uh, about the episode, along with links to all my social media services. I offer recommended products and companies I'm affiliated with at thelotsproject.com. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcast 2.0 value for value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day and we will catch up with you tomorrow. <laughs>